Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing art, activism, and social change. I'm so excited to have this conversation with Catherine Liao. Kat is an artist, activist, and the founder of cupofcreative.co. She's also the artist behind my podcast cover art. So thank you, Kat, for doing such a wonderful job. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So how are you today? What have you been doing these days? Um, well, I've been working on a really um, stressful work project outside of Cup of Creative, but that'll be over within the next week and I'll be back to rolling out as much activist art as I can because that really makes me really happy. Wow, it sounds like you've been doing so much work lately. So Kat, can you share a little bit of your background? Yes, so um, I am a 21-year-old Asian-American graphic designer, illustrator, activist, and artist, and I'm based in LA. Um, I recently graduated from college in March, and so that was right when the pandemic began. Yeah, how was that? It was like, um, like no one expects that. No one is prepared for that. And one of the lucky ones, actually, to have walked the graduation ceremony in December. Oh, wow. So I'm truly grateful for that. Um, Yeah. A lot of my friends didn't have that and had Zoom graduations. Um, Mm. It's just I'm super, super grateful. Um, But the situation was just like I was supposed to um, either move somewhere um, for a corporate job, which I knew in my heart I didn't want to do or move home and figure out what I truly wanted to do. And I'm actually glad that the second option is what I was pushed towards. Um, So Mm -hmm. now I work from home as a web designer and brand manager. And so in April, I began to post my art to Cup of Creative. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was mainly to relieve my stress. And it was just for fun. It was not activist work yet. Yeah, it was like an outlet for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just pretty pictures that I wanted to turn into <laughs> illustrations um, from food to people. Um, and so then Black Lives Matter started. And so that's yeah. when I started to um, turn my rage and my passion in um, activism into my first pieces that's actually how I found out about your page because a lot of people were sharing your art and I was really fascinated by your style and it's informative and just by looking at it you can see that it's well thought out it's wonderfully made and it clearly conveys the message so I think that's really great that you can use your art to promote Mm -hmm. different kinds of social change thank you Kat, I want to ask you this question that I ask every guest that I have in this podcast. What is your typical day like? Yeah, um, so I start it right with creating. And that's because when I wake up, I feel most creative. And I view every day like a new chance to do something great and um, do something better than the day before. Mm-hmm. And of course, some days are harder than the others, but Um, the beginning of the day, every single day, I have to create something. Otherwise, I just won't for the rest of the day. (laughs) Um, So during the days where I can't um, create anything, I just start and like you really don't know what you can do unless you start. So I head to my home office, which is the guest bedroom. (laughs) And um, I just 
begin letting it flow and something is bound to happen. And so I take breaks with iced coffee and petting my dog and doing a lot of breath work. (laughs) Yeah, I do a lot of petting my dog and breath work these days. Yeah, I do that a lot too. What kind of dog do you have? A French bulldog. (laughs) What about you? What kind of dog do you have? Um, He is an Australian Shepherd and Shih Tzu mix. Aww. Is it a girl or a boy? He's a boy. Aww, so cute. So, Kat, how would you define activism? So I define it as, um, from an artist's perspective, imagine a row of wooden matches laid out, and half on the left are burned out and black, and half on the right are in great condition, unused. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, there's one single match removed from the path between the left and the right of destruction and uh, being burned with the unburned matches. And so to me, activism is being that single match in the middle that can stop the fire from burning and destroying the rest. Wow, that's very powerful. I think you have an art that's like that, right? Yeah, so that's, uh, it is one of the first pieces I've made. And I didn't know that this would be like, basically my mantra for what I do. Um, It was initially made for COVID to discuss what it's like to be that one person that decides not to go out, decides to wear a mask and social distance. Like you can save so many people by doing those things. It's about being that one match that can stop the rest from burning and being destroyed. So to me, activism means being that one single match um, and being the change. And rather than hoping for change and Mm -hmm. either just sitting at home and saying, wow, that sucks and not doing anything about it. Like that fills me with anxiety right there. Yeah. And so that is my whole purpose in doing what I do and actively being that change through the skill sets that I personally have, which is art. So what inspired you or influenced you to become involved in this type of work? So I remember it was the week that the protest for George Floyd began And it was like nothing I've ever experienced before um, in the world. And personally, I was experiencing a combination of anxiety and sadness and mourning, especially, and shame. Mm -hmm. And this shame came from seeing people's reactions to his death, seeing people defend the murder, seeing people just say that he deserved it. And that just filled me with this rage that, I haven't experienced before and yeah. hear people's disrespect for a man who died for no justifiable reason. Mm-hmm. I was just purely angry and I wanted to release it. So um, that was the week that I posted my first piece and it just got, was shared like thousands of times and I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. Um, but then from then on, I just kept going. And, you know, there are some people who are saying you shouldn't say Black Lives Matter because Blue Lives also matter. They're trying to defend the police and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So what can you say about that? Yeah, so Blue Lives is not equivocal to Black Lives in terms of... Exactly. This is a career path that they have chosen. And Black people did not choose to be Black. They were born this way. And so they were born into this world that decided that in the beginning they should be treated as slaves and that 
they are below those with privilege. And so we can see that um, play out these days where people say blue lives matter, but what does that mean? It means that someone's career matters more than someone's human life. Exactly. No, that makes no sense. Right. I definitely agree with what you said. And, you know, this has been going on for a really long time and it has been amplified by the deaths of innocent lives. And so I just hope that people would understand that this is something serious and it's not being done just to spite the police or to cause riot or anything of that sort, but to actually raise awareness about what's going on and how it should change. So activism has been proven to be an effective means to promote political, environmental, or social changes. Which have you been most involved with? So throughout my life, I would say environmental um, pretty constantly because I have, since going into college, I've become minimalist and I stopped my shopping addiction. <laughs> and I just That's have- very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Because... Um, I also realized that I was just purely feeding into capitalism and I realized that it has created this mess, like just hoarding things and and unnecessary things. So um, my sustainable choices come from wanting to not only do better for the environment, but also for my um, well-being and mental health. Um, and so second would definitely be social change um, mm-hmm. because I realized how privileged I am. I realized I am so incredibly privileged in every aspect of my life. Um, and so to turn this into activism means using it to speak up about making changes for good and not just having my privilege and um having it play out in my life without doing anything with it because I'm in a position where I can and I have the choice to, and so I do. Wow, that's really powerful. Can you share with us some of the social changes that you've been advocating for? Yeah, so um, my entire page right now is 99% Black Lives Matter. And so that's because I noticed that there are huge fluctuations in social media in terms of Um, Black Lives Matter content. So Mm -hmm. I know that I do um, advocate for so many different um, social justice issues, but I know that Black Lives Matter is something that needs to happen right now. And if I don't create this art, um, it's just going to add to those huge fluctuations. I've also realized that um, my art does the best on social media when something happens. And though that is an interesting note in terms of marketing my art, that's also really bad. Something has to happen in the world. Something tragic has to happen in order for my art about social change to basically make a difference. So that told me people will listen as long as it's in the now. And of course, that's what social media is. It's about trends and um, being updated. But that realization has just made me think, like, I have to keep doing this constantly. Otherwise, people are going to forget. I hope it's not just a trend, like how people Mm -hmm. stop using plastic forks or Mm -hmm. plastic straws. And then now they're on to the new one, to the new issue. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
So Kat, demonstrations and protests are just some of the ways to campaign for changes. In what ways do you express or support your advocacies? So um, the way that my art has been defined is um, artivism. And so it's a combination of art and activism. And so Mm -hmm. although I like cannot put myself constantly in protests, um, I choose to replace those times with creating art and sharing that art. Um, And so it would really, like if I didn't do this, I would just be filled with so much stress and so much anxiety. So yeah, that's what I do from home. And that's good because you're not just living life aimlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a vision. You want to uh, use your art to create something meaningful and informative. Yeah, I try to do it every single day. That's something that we should all live by, like our mantra for every day. Try not to live aimlessly. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk about your page and your business. What's the story behind Couple Creative? So it was... The beginning of the pandemic, I remember, I was with my roommates still in college, mm-hmm. uh, and I was thinking what I wanted to do post-grad, and now I knew all my options were changed and limited, so I wanted to become a freelance graphic designer. Um, so Cup of Creative, that name isn't too activist-sounding, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but that's because it was originally going to be a graphic design page. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I uh, registered the domain and everything, and I started to research what it was like to become a freelance graphic designer. So that was the original plan. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, once I posted the activist piece, um, mm-hmm. I decided, like, might as well keep going. It's about creativity, and I love the name, and it took me forever to create that name. Yeah. um, It also holds a special place in my heart because um, I created it back in my last days in college. And it's kind of like it reminds me of what it was like in the beginning to really struggle and to not have many people view my work. It was a couple dozen a day. And I just remember thinking, like, what's the point of this if hours and hours into my. But, yeah, I decided to keep it. And it just reminds me of my roots. I like it. I'm glad you didn't change it. It's a very catchy name. So Kat, based on your experience, do you think activism through art has been effective in raising awareness and promoting social, political, and environmental changes? Definitely, definitely. And especially through social media, um, that's how Generation Z communicates. That's something we were born straight into, and it's like our second language. So to repetitively see this content is to reassure that change is happening and that we are all collectively part of this together. Um, And so social media activism does make a difference. It definitely does because that's how we communicate these days. And we can see it through AOC. Mm -hmm. I love her. Um, her um, She has been so successful on social media lost any other political figure that I know and that's because and she's very real definitely. and she's relatable too mm-hmm. yeah. she makes me want to bartend <laughs> and she has no shame I love that about her yeah like there's nothing embarrassing about being a bartender or any, right. any job that is like I've learned that people are so classist through her that was the first time mm-hmm. I learned about that concept 
And when I learned that from her, like it wouldn't have been possible through social media and her page. So yeah, people learn on it every single day and it is effective. What a great answer. So how would you describe your style? So my style is a combination of line art paired with an introspective quote or message. And beneath it is a um, very introspective caption. And I consider the caption part of the style of art. And and that's because um, part of it is journalism. Um, I consider myself like a super amateur journalist paired with being an illustrator. And so, yeah, my style is very much straight to the point, um, making difficult Mm -hmm. concepts easier to understand and something that pairs really well with social media because social media is fast and people don't spend a lot of time on each post. So I make it as digestible and easy to understand as possible. Mm -hmm. What are some of the approaches and methods that you use in your work? So Pinterest is a huge part (laughs) of my work. Um, That's where my inspiration starts if I'm having a block. Um, So my method is to first check the news because that's what my art revolves around and do as much research as I can. Every single day I spend at least 30 minutes catching up on news and learning about Um, different concepts in social justice. Um, I've learned a lot about, for example, closet racism. Um, It's when you have a lot of implicit racist beliefs, but you don't actively, um, for example, call people out on it. Mm, I've never heard of that term. Yeah, so it's um, something that a lot of people hold without knowing it. Um, So when I learned that concept, I made a piece on it. And so from that came a lot of time researching and formulating different sources. Um, So yeah, I definitely start with a concept first, for example, closet racism. Mm, I see. So everyone interprets art differently. It's It's a form of expression and it's subjective. Most of the time, different topics are taken out of context because of that. How do you make sure that your art directly sheds light on the issue without compromising your creativity? This is a really good question because I have had to do a lot of compromise. Um, There are times where I had a message I really wanted to share, but it was really, really controversial in terms of um, if you are, if you do hold some implicit racist beliefs, it's just not going to rub you the right way. It's calling people out. My work calls people out. Um, So without compromising my creativity Mm -hmm. and turning it into something um, digestible, I choose to pair these messages with something that is like right when you look at it, it intrigues you and it makes you want to learn more about it. Yeah, that's why I noticed it when someone shared it for the first time. This is a really good piece and she's a very good artist. Thank you. Do you remember which piece that was? Oh, man, I couldn't. But I'll I'll look in your Instagram later and I'll I'll tell you which one it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's how I don't compromise my creativity is to um, make sure it is the art itself is something that anyone can relate to um, and find beautiful. So, Kat, how do you stay inspired and creative? Mm, That's really hard. (laughs) Um, But... I follow a lot of artists of completely different styles, and that inspires me so, so much. 
um, to know that other people are going through the same thing in quarantine, just with our iPads, um, whatever software and hardware we use, we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. And we're just going to create. And so if I have a block and I'm not inspired, I typically just have to open my timeline. And it is purely just art piece after art piece. And it's just when I like thinking of a topic for a podcast too, I just try to listen to other podcasts to kind of give me an idea <laughs> of what I want to talk about next. Yeah. So you're right to just kind of look for inspiration from other people who are doing the same work. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you like best about this work? I would say the community and the restoration of my hope. Um, without this, without community and without people telling me like, thank you for creating this and thank you for the work that you do. And my work is making a difference. I just would not know if, it was making an actual difference. So for people to actively tell me this, mm -hmm. it fulfills me. And um, the best part of it is that um, it's being shared through different places of the world. Yeah. Um, in my insights, I see that New York is one of the top places. Um, that's so cool to me because I'm in LA yeah. and it's a completely different side of the country. And to know that um, from coast to coast, it's making a difference is something that really fulfills me. It's very nice. So do you interact or partner with organizations or individuals to further advocate for change? Yeah, so I have different um, Instagram pages that reach out to me mm -hmm. um, that advocate for topics from um, well-being, mental health to social change. And so they reach out to either feature one of my already made pieces or they would like a piece made. And so I never charge for these organizations on um, these pages because they're doing the same thing that I am. Mm -hmm. And it's something that should be done out of your heart, not something to seek profit. And so um, I create art for different pages that, for example, have a topic that they would like to talk about. And their most recent one I did was about emotional abuse. And so that's very different from what I usually do, mm -hmm. but I'm really glad that I do it. So you're okay with doing other topics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as it's for something that I believe in um, is good and can make a difference and help someone, especially. You never know who will see the piece yeah. and the timing of that, especially. So I create it knowing that it could potentially help someone. Even just one person? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what's your ultimate goal for Kava Creative? My ultimate goal is in terms of reach, I hope to reach as many people as I possibly can. <laughs> it's growing so fast, though. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, it is totally unexpected, but like seeing the potential of it and the amount of impact that I could make like it, the possibilities are are endless. Like I, I can't even yeah. believe I'm saying that because I didn't <laughs> think that it would um, come to this point. But I hope to just impact as many people as I possibly can and work with um, organizations, large or small, in either raising money um, through my art or continuously saying the things that call people out. And so change happens when people are called out and they reflect on it. And so my ultimate goal is to keep doing that as much as possible. 
Because some people just want to kind of cancel others for not knowing what's going mm-hmm. on yeah. instead of educating them. What is your advice to listeners, especially to the young ones who want to make an impact or positive change in their communities? Mm, it's a really great question because now is one of the best times to do that because um, people are basically using the resources that they have mm-hmm. in this pandemic and the skills that they are given to do anything that they can. And so whether it is through writing, through graphic design, illustration, blog posts, video creation, you could do all of those things from home. And so pick a topic that you know you can continuously fight for and also take care of your mental health at the same time. Because I realize it is heavy content. And so do not... Um, burn yourself out too early and remember that what you are doing matters what you are doing is important and whether your following is big or small you're also being the change yourself and that could impact the future friends and family that you have so by being the change literally you are that much that is stopping the rest from burning down it starts with you it starts with the person just one person Alrighty, well, thank you so much, Kat, for having this conversation with me. I've learned so much, and I'm sure that you were able to enlighten everyone who listened to this episode and gave them a better idea on what activism really is. Thank you so much for having me. So to see more of your work, where can they follow you? So I am mainly on Instagram at cupofcreative.co. I do connect my Facebook with it, and I'm trying to get a YouTube channel up as soon as Yeah, I'm trying to um, paint some murals, uh, make some time-lapse videos. And you also have a website, right, where people can buy your artwork? Yeah, so I donate 50% of my proceeds. I've donated to Color of Change and the Lebanon Crisis so far. Um, And that is at www.creative.co, not .com. (laughs) (laughs) .co, okay, perfect. Well, again, thank you so much, Kat. And that's it for today's episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.